This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Functional Constipation by Piawat Sukath Tamapan and Dr. Daniel Kamen. Learning Objectives By the end of this video, the viewer will be able to explain the basic pathophysiology of pediatric constipation, recognize its clinical presentation, discuss how to diagnose constipation, and understand the management for constipation. Introduction Constipation is a common health problem in pediatric patients. It affects up to 30% of children and accounts for 3-5% to of all visits to pediatricians. Constipation is defined as difficulty in defecation for at least one month. About 95% of cases of constipation in healthy children one year and older are functional disorders due to voluntary withholding with no identifiable pathologic condition. Organic constipation is more likely to present in the first month of life. Pathophysiology Functional constipation is caused by painful bowel movements that lead to the child voluntarily withholding stool. The child will contract the anal sphincter or gluteal muscles by stiffening the body, rocking back and forth, or fidgeting with each urge to defecate. Prolonged fecal stasis can lead to excessive reabsorption of fluid, causing stools to become harder, larger, and more painful to pass. Over time, the rectum stretches and may cause diminished rectal sensation. Liquid stools may leak around the retained firm stools and cause incontinence. Retained fecal masses may obstruct the urethra, causing urinary stasis and urinary tract infections. Some organic etiologies of constipation include Hirschsprung's disease, cystic fibrosis, hypothyroidism, electrolyte abnormalities, celiac disease, milk protein allergy, anatomic malformations of the colon and rectum, spinal cord lesions, and medications. The possibility of child abuse should also be considered, particularly when history is not typical. Clinical Presentation A child must present with at least one month of difficulty in defecation, showing at least two signs, including two or fewer defecations per week for a toilet-trained child, one or more episodes of fecal incontinence per week, retentive posturing or volitional stool retention, painful or hard bowel movements, large fecal mass in the rectum, or large diameter stools. The child may also have abdominal pain or symptoms of urinary tract infection. Diagnosis A history and physical exam is usually sufficient to diagnose functional constipation. Relevant history includes detailed newborn history as well as recent stooling history, including stool size, consistency, appearance, and leakage events. A thorough dietary history should also be performed, noting milk intake, carbohydrate quality, and vegetable or fruit intake. The examination focuses on signs of abnormal growth, abdominal distension, hepatosplenomegaly, fecal mass, as well as signs of trauma and neuromuscular or spinal abnormalities. It is important to look for signs that may suggest an organic cause including abdominal distension or mass, neurologic abnormality, such as loss of cremasteric reflex or anal wink, blood in stool, 
abnormal anal position, or an explosive stool on withdrawal of finger from the anus. If an organic etiology is suspected, perform an appropriate diagnostic workup, which may include, when appropriate, thyroid studies, a calcium level, a celiac disease panel, sweat chloride test, abdominal x-ray or barium enema, anorectal manometry, and rectal suction biopsy. Management. Treatment of pediatric constipation involves initial disimpaction, maintenance therapy, and behavioral and dietary modifications. Disimpaction, or a clean-out, can be done with oral and or rectal therapies. Oral treatments include osmotic agents such as polyethylene glycol, magnesium citrate, lubricant mineral oil, and stimulants such as senna or bisacodyl. If unsuccessful, rectoglycerin suppository can be used. Enemas with phosphate soda, saline, or mineral oil can also be used for more rapid treatment. Use caution when administering phosphate enemas to patients with renal impairment. Following disimpaction, a maintenance therapy should be given and gradually tapered until resolution of symptoms. A combination of any osmotic, stimulant, and lubricant agents can be used. A diet rich in fiber, non-dairy fluids, and some sorbitol-based juices can play a role in preventing constipation. Techniques such as documentation of bowel movements, toileting routines with proper body mechanics, and positive reinforcement are helpful behavioral support through toilet training. Organic constipation can be treated based on the underlying cause and usually involves a specialist to manage. Treatment of organic constipation is beyond the scope of this video. Summary Constipation in toddlers and preschool-aged children is most often a functional disorder. However, organic etiology should be ruled out, especially in younger infants and anyone with red flag symptoms or abnormal physical exam. Management includes disimpaction, a maintenance stool regimen, and dietary and behavioral modifications. Thank you for watching this video on constipation. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.